You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace. I hope you all haven't been scared off by Stephen Brown. I, I, I don't know what he did. I haven't listened to the episode yet, but hopefully his recap of the 2018 Blue Jays season did not leave you in such a state of disarray that you have tuned off this podcast. As your host, Ryan Andrews, I apologize for anything that Stephen might have done. So let's work to try and rectify that, shall we? Now, Stephen gave what I'm assuming was a broader overview of the Toronto Blue Jays, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper over these next couple days, and we are going to salute every single Blue Jay that has made an appearance for the team this year by giving them a letter grade on how they've done so far this season. Is going to be really quick at first because there are some names that did not spend a lot of time in Toronto, but are credited for having made appearances for the club. So we will honor their brief contribution to the Blue Jays season, and we will talk over the airport announcements as I am still recording this at St. John's International Airport in Newfoundland. And last time I ended up with like eight different tracks because of airport announcements. So nuts to it. You all are going to hear the voices that I am hearing as I do this. So let's get underway. We're, these are going to be rapid fire to start. 21 different position players have made an appearance for the Blue Jays this season. And we'll start with the briefest one, Darnell Sweeney. Darnell Sweeney, former Phillies prospect who got a brief call-up to the Blue Jays, made one appearance as a defensive replacement in the ninth inning for Yanjera Salarte during the Canada Day game against Detroit when Tigers went up 7-1 and John Gibbons just emptied the bench. Sweeney did not have a ball hit to him. So his grade is incomplete because I haven't actually seen anything from Darnell Sweeney as a Blue Jay. So let's work on that. Slowly moving up the chain, Dalton Pompey has made five appearances for the Blue Jays. He's batting 200. He's been injured a lot. He gets a D because the biggest thing I remember from him is not being able to bunt. And if Dalton Pompey wants to be an MLB outfielder, he needs to know how to do that so he can use his speed. So a D grade for Dalton Pompey. Anthony Alford, similar situation. He's been in seven games. These these stats are all up to date as of Saturday. I am recording this on Sunday. I, I flew in from Halifax this morning. I have had no sleep, so... I'm doing the best I can for you, the fans, so I can go on the rest of my vacation after this. Anyway, Alfred, 143 batting average in seven appearances. Again, injuries have wrecked his season. He gets a D plus because he's given a little bit more than Dalton Pompey. He's been able to use his speed at the major league level, but 
we're expecting to see more from Alfred later on. Richard Urania has been in 11 games for the Blue Jays, made 19 plate appearances, has five hits, so a 278 batting average for Urania. He has a home run, which is nice. Urania gets a C plus. He's continuing to show that he's going to try and work his way into the Blue Jays' future plans. But with all the guys they have coming up, like Logan Warmoth and Kevin Smith and Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Kevin Biggio, there are a lot of guys who are gunning for Richard Urania's spot. So I I would be watching his back. It's, it's a good grade, but he's got to watch his back. Um, he doesn't have to watch his back for Gifted and Gope, who made 13 games for the Blue Jays near the start of the season, batting a woeful 0-56. He had one hit, somehow scored two runs. So when he gets on base, he scores. But he didn't do it near enough. Gift and Gope gets an F. I'm sorry, Gift. I was excited to have a South African on this team, but just absolutely providing nothing at the major league level. So work on it. Get better. Maybe you'll be in the majors someday. Dwight Smith Jr., has appeared in 16 games as of Sunday morning. And hard, hard not to like what you see from Dwight Smith Jr. He comes up and he hits. He's batting 303 heading into the Sunday game. And he's played passable defense. He's put himself in the conversation to be the fourth outfielder this year. And if Curtis Granderson gets traded, he's going to be that guy. It's not going to be Alfred. It's not going to be Pompey. It's going to be Dwight Smith Jr. Because Dwight Smith Jr. has shown the most at the major league level. And for that, Dwight Smith Jr. gets an A- minus for what he's been able to do. He's got the highest batting average on the team. It's it's not much, but it, it is what it is. And I want to see more Dwight Smith Jr. I want to see more of what he can do. I want to see if he can maintain this kind of consistency with his back, because that's what Dwight Smith Jr. is selling himself on, and it's working so far. Continuing to move up, Gio Urshela appeared in 19 games, batted 233, which is a deceptively high average for the guy wielding the banjo. Urshela was brought in mostly to play defense, while... Other players like Alemis Diaz and Devin Travis were on the disabled list. He was essentially bought from Cleveland because Cleveland was trying to get rid of him. And eventually the Blue Jays decided they wanted to get rid of him as well. And no one is weeping. Gio Urshela gets a, a D for his performance with the Blue Jays. That one home run was nice, but honestly, not a lot you can say. We move on to the sadly departed Steve Pierce. Appeared in 26 games. He had that oblique strain that kept him out of a lot of action. And then, of course, he was traded to the Red Sox. Batted 291 this season with four home runs and 16 RBIs. Steve Pierce did what he was brought to Toronto to do, and that is hit. And he did very well at that. He did not play passable defense a lot of time in left field, but that's not why we had Steve Pierce. He was there to be DH and come off the bench and deliver pinch hit home runs, which he did one last time before he got traded. Steve Pierce gets a solid B plus for his efforts on the field. His oblique gets an F. And he is the only likable part of the Red Sox right now, so hopefully Steve Pierce finds success with them. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. 
moving up this this game ranking. I'm I'm using baseball reference to go up the ladder. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. heading into Sunday's action has appeared in 30 games for the Blue Jays. He will increase that tally as the season goes on. And for being the youngest player in the active rotation for the Blue Jays, Gurriel has committed himself very well, at least offensively. He's batting 255 heading into Sunday action. He's got four home runs, which is pretty good for a middle infielder. The problem with Gurriel is he's very much showing he's young. He's made a few defensive errors that are just glaring, just not getting down on a ball, like just assuming he's going to get it into the glove. You never take that. You got to get the glove into the dirt. You got to center yourself in front of it. His footwork has been a bit off. So for Gurriel, I give him, I, I have to take the age into consideration. I give Gurriel Jr. a B minus for what he's done. He's, he's shown he's going to be a serviceable part of this Blue Jays future, but he needs some work especially on his defense, because if he's going to be one of these guys who's deployed everywhere, you need to be competent. You, you don't have to be world-beating. You don't have to be Andrelton Simmons, but you have to be competent, and, and Gurriel still has to show he can do that in some cases. We've got three more names. before We're going to save the projected starting lineup, according to baseball reference, until the end, as the... French non-smoking announcement comes on, which is great. There's the English one. knew knew that was coming. Just a just a taste of life at the St. John's Airport for all of you as I talk over it. Just just hoping to get to the end. There we go. All right, let's move on to Luke Maley, aka Lukey Barrels, aka Luke MVP, aka the guy who we wanted to write into the All Star game but could not. Luke has fallen off the pace he set early on in the season. Um, he's batting 235 heading into today's game. He has three home runs, 20 RBIs, so he is streets ahead of what he was doing last year at the plate when he had a weighted runs created of zero, an OPS plus of seven. Like, it was not good. He has bounced back very well, tied a career high in home runs set a career high in RBIs. But that's not very hard to do, given how little he's played at the major league level. But Luke has shown improvement, and that's kind of what we're looking for. And he's still young. Luke Maley is 27, so he could be a part of the future if Russell Martin's contract ever disappears. So I will give Luke a solid C+. It would have been a B at the end of May, but because Luke has kind of come back to earth, it falls a little bit. So he gets a C for catcher. There you go. Um, sir, not appearing in the lineup very much this season is Josh Donaldson. 36 games so far for the former MVP. Five home runs, 16 RBIs, only batting 234. He's essentially torpedoed his trade value. He's probably going to accept a qualifying offer from the Blue Jays this offseason. That's fine for both parties. They get to keep an MVP for one year, and Josh gets to try and reestablish his value. But this is an F season for Josh Donaldson. This has been entirely lost. It's been a wasted opportunity for both him and the Blue Jays. And he needs to hurry back. He needs to show that he will be valuable in the future. And he needs to do it in a hurry. 
I mean, yeah, it's great for the Blue Jays. They'll probably get to keep him for another year, but it's just not good for him. It's not good for anyone on this team. So, Josh, it's an F season until he comes back and shows that he can stay healthy for more than a week. And we'll, we'll actually save the top 10. We'll, we'll give this person special credit for being in the lineup, and we will go, dive into that lineup right after this. Okay, so number 10 on the list is the aforementioned Curtis Granderson. Curtis Granderson appearing in 76 games so far for the Blue Jays, sometimes as a pinch hitter because he cannot hit lefties worth anything. He's batting 235. He has nine home runs, 28 RBIs. He's been exactly what the Blue Jays expected. He's an outfielder who's a great clubhouse presence. He mashes righties. And he provides passable defense. Everyone remembers that catch he made in left field uh, against Atlanta. And he he still has the wheels at 37. He, they're not as good as they once were. He has been thrown out way too many times for my liking. But he is doing exactly what the Blue Jays needed from him. And Toronto is likely going to look to move him to a contender at the deadline, and I wish Curtis Granderson all the best of luck. He's been to three World Series. He hasn't won any, so I hope he finds success. Curtis Granderson gets a C for what he's done. He's been as advertised, so C, C plus for Curtis Granderson. So let's go for these guys, and we'll continue going in order of games played. Devin Travis has been in 57 games for the Blue Jays. He's batting 242 on the season, six home runs, 23 RBIs, obviously getting docked points for being so bad that he had to go down to Buffalo and get his head straight. But since he's been back up, Travis has looked like he's taken something away and, and started to heat up as the summer has gone on. Um, again, it was it was night and day. He was, he was just so bad at the plate, just continuously trying to trying to make things happen that really weren't there and really pressing and, and just destroying himself at the plate. But he's been better in the summer, as we said. Batted 257 in June with three home runs. Batting 370 in July heading into today's game. So he's he's getting more out of his hits. He's starting to produce like the Devin Travis of old, and he's looking a lot better for that. So taking everything into consideration, he's he's raised his grade up from a D- to a C. And C is going to be a prevailing grade, I think, because there's a lot of mediocrity on this team. Another guy who needed a break to try and find himself, Randall Gritchuk in the outfield. 61 games for Gritchuk heading into today. He had the batting average up above 200 for a bit, but he struggled against the Red Sox, and it fell to 199 on Sunday morning. 11 home runs, 28 RBIs, some highlight real plays. That Everyone's going to be talking about that catch he made against George Springer in Houston for at least the rest of the year. It's going to be like top 10 at the end of the year. Again, Grichuk, when he came over, he was just pressing way too much. It was an F acquisition. But 
he recalibrated, he got healthy, and started to show why the Blue Jays expressed such faith in him and wanted to give him that kind of playing time that he didn't really have in St. Louis. It's gotten a little bit crowded with Dwight Smith Jr. being up and hitting, but for now, Grichuk has raised his grade to a D plus. Still want to see more hitting out of him, more consistent hitting. I, I guess I can give him a C minus because his defense is so much better than Jose Bautista's in the outfield, but still, easy come, easy go. Don't, don't get too cocky, Randall. His former teammate with St. Louis, who came over in a separate trade, Aled Diaz, has 68 games heading into today's action for the Blue Jays. He's batting 243 with eight home runs and 22 RBIs. I like what I've seen from Aled Diaz when he comes onto the field. He's been a good power threat at the bottom of the lineup, which is something the Blue Jays haven't had the past couple years. Like, not not since the playoffs. They, they haven't had that guy who you know can go yard. And I blame Ryan Goins for that entirely. And Luke Maley... 2017 version and Jared Saltalamachia like it was just a black hole at the bottom and Diaz has helped solidify that a little more and make it so it's it's not just a stroll in the park for the bottom third so Diaz gets plus for that he's played very good defense at shortstop and third so Diaz actually gets a very nice grade I I would dare say I give Diaz a B minus for his work with the Blue Jays now, I did skip over someone. I, I said I was doing it by games played. I skipped over the catcher slot and Russell Martin. Russell's showing some newfound versatility this year, but he isn't showing it at the plate. Batting 172 heading into Sunday's game. The defensive circus has been interesting. Seeing him come out to third, seeing him go to short, seeing him play outfield for some reason. It's been interesting, but... Again, just the drop-off at the plate has been so bad for Martin, and they keep hitting him six, and I don't know why. He, he's not, not not showing he's capable of carrying that kind of slot. He should be batting where Luke Maley is, and that's eighth. And it sucks to say about Russell, but he needs to find something and, and snap out of whatever it is has happened to him because it's just not been productive i know he's fine enough calling a game behind the plate but he hasn't been able to throw out runners either it's just been a disappointing season for martin and it's probably indicative of what's going to come for him since he's in his age 35 campaign and he still has like two years left on his contract not good for anyone russell martin gets a d so going back in progression uh kendris morales making the first of two appearances on these podcasts. We'll, we'll talk about that why in tomorrow's recorded episode. But Kendris, I, like Grichuk, like Travis, had a very rough start to the season, but has turned it around. He's batting two forty three with 11 home runs and 30 RBIs. And this is a guy who was batting in the 150s like at the end of May. Like, he looked completely lost, and it was it was like asking if he was going to be a DFA candidate. If I mean, if Hanley Ramirez got DFA'd, why wouldn't Kendris Morales when he's not even hitting the weight of a high schooler? But, again, he's pulled out of it, had a scorching June, batted 277 with four home runs, 
And so far in July, he's continued that. He's batting 370 heading into the Sunday game with three home runs. He's being helped by a very crazy batting average balls in play. His BABIP's 438 for the month of July. That's probably not sustainable. But Morales is just mashing, and he's mashing to the point where he is kind of looking attractive for a team that may want a bit of power. I, I know it's a pipe dream. They're going to have to take on the other year of the contract. But Kendris has rebuilt his value in a way that Josh Donaldson's going to have to. So, like, first two months of the season, Morales gets an F. But June, July, Morales, he gets a B plus. So I guess that averages out to a C, I think. And I think that sounds about right for Kendris. He, he's doing what we expected now. The other power threat that has developed, Teoscar Hernandez has been in 74 games. He has 14 home runs, 37 RBIs, batting 259. Youngest guy in, in the regular rotation outside of Gurriel. Hernandez has shown he can be that heir apparent to Jose Bautista, at least power-wise. He's shown he has the capability to just blast things. And if he starts recognizing pitches and learning to take them, he's going to become very dangerous at the plate. He does need to work on his defense. It is worse than Jose Bautista's. He does not always take the best route to the ball. And when he gets there, he, he's a little wild with, with his throws. So something to work on there. But given the situation, given he's still young and learning, and given what he's done for the Blue Jays, he gets a C plus. And I guarantee you Hernandez will be in the home run derby next year if he has another season like this. So there, there's room to grow for T. Oscar. Three guys left. We'll, we'll talk about last year's all-star, Justin Smoke. He has been on an absolute tear lately. He's just in fire. He's just inferno. He's he's surpassed smoke. He's a blaze. Um, which again, like many of these Blue Jays, after a very rough period for smoke, he has completely turned it around. He was he wasn't terrible, but he had a really bad June. Only batted 200 in June and three home runs. Was just kind of sitting back and not really doing anything. Instead, in July, he's batting 310. He's he's hit five home runs last week heading into today's game against Boston. He's been an absolute firecracker, and his defense is still top-notch. Like, how many throws from Lourdes Gurriel has he picked out of the dirt and turned into outs? He's not Superman. No, we'll talk about Superman in a sec, but Smoke has done his job and then some. And Justin Smoke gets a B for what he has done, which is very good. Coming into the home stretch, Yanhervis Salarte was arguably the big acquisition from a batting standpoint in the offseason, acquired from San Diego in a trade. Wasn't expecting to play as much at third, but Josh Donaldson's been injured, so it is what it is. Salarte's batting 248 on the season with 16 home runs and 48 RBIs. He's tied for the lead with Smoke. But while Solarte has has been a great clubhouse presence and has brought that joie de vivre 
to Toronto at a time when they desperately needed it, there are some flaws in his game. He swings for the fences every time, and that results in a swing that just gets so many holes in it, and pitchers have been able to find it lately, and the speed with Solarte is an issue. He he doesn't even seem like he's running out ground balls sometimes just because he knows he's not going to beat it out. He's still performing very well. He's one of four with an OPS plus above 100. He's just barely there, but he qualifies. But again, he's done more than what he was going to be asked to do coming into this game. He was asked to be versatile. He's been that. He's played all four infield positions. He he was asked to provide power. He's done that. So it's hard to argue that Solarte hasn't really delivered. I, I guess I would give him a B-. minus. Just again, I, I would love to see him batting like 260 instead of 248, but again, you can't really change that. Much like you can't really change Kevin Pillar, the final batter. He's appeared in the most games, 92. He's probably not appearing in today's game after bouncing his shoulder into the Fenway Park turf. Which, you know, it, it would be so Blue Jays for Pillar to finally hurt himself diving for a ball. But anyway, Pillar's batting 248. Eight home runs, 37 RBIs. Was so good in April and May at the plate. Thought he was going to be able to carry it and go forward and and be that complete center fielder that everyone thought he could be, but the regression has hit hard. He's batted 210 in June, 216 in July. That home run he hit the other day was his first of the month, and it a lengthy drought for him. Like he he's just. St- fallen so far back into the old habits and it's disappointing to see Kevin Pillar continuously do that his defense is still top notch yeah he doesn't take the best route sometimes but he still gets to almost every ball and is able to turn it into an out which you can't say about a lot of center fielders but uh, the problems at the plate are just really hard to ignore and now that he's going to be out for a little bit, it looks like that's their speed. That's the Blue Jays' speed option gone. It's it's just disappointing because you can give Pilar, you can give him a C plus for this season, but the fact that there could have been so much more with Pilar is is the disappointing thing from him. So that ends the look at the Blue Jays' batters. All. 21 of them that have appeared for the team and man the pitchers is going to be fun we we have many more pitchers to go through 24 it's it's oh the parade is going to be fun there so thank you for for sticking with me sticking with me through the announcements as I sit here in the airport contemplating whether or not to get a $9 booster juice. Probably going to hold off. I think my throat can do one more for you. So, until tomorrow, when you hear me sound exactly the same as I do now, this is Ryan Andrews. Thank you so much for listening to Lock on Blue Jays, and y'all take care. <laughs>